What the fuck is a Kenobi in it? I don't know. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks. Geeks Without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. That's right, Luke's Jedi Master gets his own series set between episodes 3 and 4 on Disney+, Plus, and we're going to spoil the shit out we're of it. Geeks, we're Geeks, we're Geeks Without God. We're Geeks, we're Geeks, we're Geeks Without God. We're Geeks, Geeks Without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Nick Glover and Tim Wick. (laughs) (laughs) And that very delayed and piss poor sound of a lightsaber tells you that that we are here to talk about. We are here to talk about a Star Wars show. That's right. It's an Obi-Wan Kenobi episode. They did six. We're just going to do one. Yeah, just one. (laughs) You know, one of us really should have said hello there. It was a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Well, hello there. Well, that that leads you right into that we're going to spoil the shit out of this. Uh, If you haven't seen Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, I I bet you can guess who lives and who dies, except for maybe some (laughs) of the characters you haven't met yet. Who guess what? Don't matter that much, but it's fine. It's <laughs> great. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Don't listen if you haven't watched it or do. I'm not your Jedi Master. Oh. oh. I'm oh. not your Sith Lord. Oh. Uh, these Star Wars references doing anything for you guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. All right. Well, to uh, uh, let's just get it started. Yeah. Uh, this was a really fun show. I thought it was six episodes. Uh, which is nice. I think it's cool that Disney Plus has been doing these six episode, you know, smaller uh, runs. They did it with Moon Knight. Uh, they did it with, I think, Hawkeye. Miss Marvel. Ms. Marvel. They were all, they're all shorter, which I, I'm, I'm a fan of. And uh, yeah, I, I thought Kenobi was great. Uh, yeah. I, I know Nick liked it, too. Tim, what did you think? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I liked it quite a lot. I, you know, it's always funny. We don't talk about this stuff ahead of time. So I'm always like, are we going to gonna disagree or are we going yeah, right? to argue about it or did we all like it? And as, so far, uh, it ends up that we all like it. Um, I think, uh, you know, the challenge for any show like this is um, there's all this canon that we have about what happened, yeah. what happened between episode three and episode four. Um. And so there's stuff that happens in this show that I think a lot of people just kind of nope out of um, mm-hmm. because, because you know, I mean, it's kind of the same with the prequel trilogy, right? You nope out of the fact that there's no fucking way Darth Vader built C-3PO. That's just fucking dumb. Um, and I don't think that there was stuff that was dumb here, but there's stuff where people just go into a wait a minute moment. And, like uh, what? Well, like, wait a minute. There's no way that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Leia ever met. Wait a minute. How can how can Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader have seen each other since their duel on Mustafar? Wait, and it they do what what I think they do a good job of is is working the narrative out to make those things that those wait a minute moments fit. I think those wait a minute moments make no sense to me because I don't know why anybody would think that 
Obi-Wan Kenobi and Leia never met when she specifically says to him in A New Hope, like she talks to him like a friend. She calls him, she calls him, you know, Obi-Wan. She says, you worked for my father. You know, she obviously has a relationship with him. It seems like she knows him. I always assumed that they knew each other from before. That's funny. This whole time. Is that, are there nerds on the internet who did not think they did? Oh, sure. And I, I would I would <laughs> so say, funny. having watched the movie, that I I did not get the impression that Le- the uh, episode four, I never got the impression that Leia knew Obi-Wan Kenobi. I got the impression that she knew of him. But I don't oh. think that I don't think that it is wrong to interpret what she said as having been addressed to somebody that she does know. Yeah, I always ever yeah. since I saw that as a kid, I just assumed that she was like reaching out to her father's friend, like a guy she'd probably seen at parties or something. Right. Like and that he was the guy who was going to be able to help her out at this point. Uh, that's interesting. Um I, I also I, I can understand people feeling like they don't think that Obi-Wan and Darth Vader would have seen each other again. Uh, but I think I agree with you that they did a good job making it make sense, because I think a lot of people would have been like, well, if Darth Vader had seen him, then Obi-Wan would be dead. He would have fucking killed him because he's so good. It's well and beyond the movies. There are other things that they had to work around and mm-hmm. fit this in between. And that's there. Um, the Marvel comics have some stories about Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Um, that take place, you know, after this and before episode four. And as far as I remember, this doesn't contradict any of that either, which is, um, which is pretty, there's a, there's a a needle. They got a thread, you know, for sure with everything, with every, every character, every little bit of Canon, you know, there's, there's all these pitfalls waiting for them some nerd out there ready to be like they struck the same bone on the xylophone and it made the (laughs) yeah and i think that uh that what i liked about it you know i talk about the wait a minute moments but the thing is that it's really clear that people who made this had studied the material and figured out how they could tell the story they wanted to tell without having it disagree with anything else that had happened um Without and without like spending 15 minutes retconning something or explaining away something, um, you know, it's it's yeah. really quick, easy lines here and there to to just be like, oh, well, that explains why this is a thing. Oh, why that that yeah. explains why this is a thing. Um, yeah. And then just focusing on the story that they wanted to tell, which yeah, I appreciate. I really, I really liked there were uh, I don't know. I really liked the idea that that. That yes, Darth Vader could have potentially like because he is he is very strong. He is very powerful. We know that from, you know, Rogue One, which is later than this, but also from the comics. You know, he is crazy powerful with the force, very difficult to best. But also he has it's it's funny how these people who are such star self-professed Star Wars nerds always seem to undermine the emotional relationship connections that are so obvious to me in Star Wars. I mean, the, the the emotional connection between a Jedi and his Padawan is nuts. It is like a it is it is like a, a link that you cannot we can't. It's 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 like children. I mean, imagine you are ripped from your family, as all of the Padawans have been, you know, thrown into this school, weird situation, assigned to some person who is now like your your everything, your Here's whole your world. Monk teacher daddy. Yeah. And so like to, to have been abandoned by him to on Mustafar after that battle to have, you know, been so Anakin to be so torn about what to do and to, when he 
moves to the dark side. Obi-Wan feeling like he failed at every turn that he personally is responsible for the execution of Order 66, you know, by Anakin. All of that would, of course, make it hard for these two men to kill each other, regardless of their powers or their past enemies. Well, and on top of that, Sith are ruled by their emotions. Yes. And and, and like, Jedi aren't. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Well, and, I mean, obviously, the, the majority of the time we feel that as, you know, like it's the whole embrace your hatred or, right. or fear leading to the dark side, that sort of thing. They're but like by negative emotions a but, lot. But like there's there's they never talk about how it's just Sith are ruled by their emotions. Like Anakin had, you know, deep love for Padme and mm-hmm. for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, and obviously, you know, those contribute to his undoing and his fall. And what you think he became Darth Vader and got less emotion. Right. No fucking way. Right. It went the other way. Well, and a lot of people, I, I imagine seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi in a new hope is very, He's very Zen. He's very, you know, very chill. Uh, and I imagine they're like, oh, well, he's just this. He's always been that way. And it, that's not true, you know. And for most people, when you get to a certain age, you look back at who you were and maybe you were a hot headed young man or maybe you were, you know, you had a lot of, oh, you were the guy at the party that would hold forth about Marxism for hours, you know, but now you're you're 80 and you're just going to be chill about, you know, it's just you have the long, the long view. I don't know. It all made a lot of sense to me personally. Um, Tim, what did you think about the new character who was the uh, Reva, Reva Savander, uh, third sister, played by Moses Ingram? Uh, if if I if I um if I had a criticism, it would be that I saw her uh, character arc almost entirely from episode one. Um, yeah. And eh, it too. whatever I, you know, that's fine. Sometimes, sometimes you're not expected to be surprised by every, by every, every turn. But I, I was, um, I, I, I just was kind of like, wow, she is, she is so hell bent on catching Obi-Wan Kenobi that there's something else going on here. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but, um, you know, what I, what I liked about it was the, the backstory of how some of these kids, these kids who, who had to live through the, the, the cleanse when, uh, when, when order 66 was executed, uh, got fucked up. You know, if yeah. if they survived, yeah. you know, which most of them didn't. But if one did survive as one did, how how, you know, you can take and again, you know, what happens? She's it, it it's sort of this this morality tale about the dark side. Right. You know, she's she's mm-hmm. doing what she's doing for essentially all the right reasons. Right. She wants to take down Vader and Vader certainly mm-hmm. is is worthy of being taken down. But to take down Vader, she basically has to embrace the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, of course, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Nick, what do you, what do you, what did you think of Riva? So, um, I, uh, less specifically her, I liked all of the Inquisitor stuff in this. Um, I think this is the first time we've seen live action Inquisitors. Um, yes. But uh, 
Reva's story has, there's some good parallels with Cal Kestis, who is the protagonist of Star Wars Fallen Order, which is- a, Oh, the game? Yeah, great game. Yeah. Uh, also features the Inquisitors and uh, Darth Vader a lot in very similar ways to this show. Like there there are a lot of themes that that uh, kind of are, are featured in both. There's a lot, the the uh, Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor, you know, Inquisitor are, are, I don't think maybe not the Grand Inquisitor. They're all used the same way. Darth Vader is also kind of used the same way, like um, uh, a force of nature, you know, mm-hmm. sort of an unstoppable uh, uh, you know, <laughs> thing that you can't really beat, you might escape. And um, Cal Kestis, like Riva, is someone who survives Order sixty six as a as a uh, Padawan, and he goes the other way with it, mm-hmm. um, as a, as a, you know, opposed to her. And so, I liked seeing the other side of that coin. I liked seeing, you know, someone who survived that wasn't scattered to the galaxy and in hiding and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, the the Grand Inquisitor we know from uh, Dave Filoni's Rebels, which is really great if you haven't seen the animated show, um, and it's going to matter a lot for Ahsoka in the future. But uh, also the Grand Inquisitor, before he falls, he's a Jedi Temple Guard in Clone Wars. Mm. And so we know what causes him to fall, and we know kind of his fate to some extent. And then to see him in this live action with Reva, I thought was great. I, yeah. I liked her a lot. I don't understand why so many people didn't like her. I, I mean, a, uh, yeah, right. I have a, I have a guess. <laughs> obviously, there's a, there's a couple of reasons we could speculate. Um, but I, I mean, like, at worst, I feel like she's benign. But yeah. I will say a lot of people described her uh, because I was I I made the mistake of engaging with the fans in the discourse for a little while. Oh, your mistake! As much as I can, I'm not really able to do as much as I would love to. I would love to unleash my uh, vilification tennis persona on some of these guys, but because I I am a licensee, uh, it's a little it it can it can get mucky in there. So, Mm -hmm. but uh, I really thought that her acting. A lot of people described it as wooden or that she was a terrible actor or that she just wasn't, she wasn't emotive. And it's like, okay, hold on. So again, let me just say, I feel like these people don't pay attention to their own goddamn uh, favorite thing. But uh, so children are trained as Jedi to control their emotions. And I would imagine that the children who are the best at hiding their emotions are the ones that are doing the best among the Jedi, right? It's not just about force and your your sensitivity and your skill. It's also about your self-control and your ability to hide what you're feeling because that's what they teach, I mean, that is part of the Jedi way is to don't let your emotions control you, you know. And so it seemed to me like a very natural thing that would happen to somebody who was a child when a traumatic event happened, who would then be like, oh, the one thing I know is that you must control your emotions at all times. Mm. So that's what it seemed to me like she was doing, you know, that she was keeping herself very reserved. Also, she is in a volatile organization the inquisitors because they are you know with vader and like you were saying force of nature situation that at any time the wrong word the wrong step could mean you get moved up or down or just straight up killed i mean this is the empire we're talking about so she's got to be and as tim is saying you know tim had you said that you 
could see that she had this secret alternative or some kind of objective in mind for why she was going so crazy after Obi-Wan. So she also has to hide that, right? Like why she's, why is she hunting Jedi? Cause she's trying to find the one that can take that, that'll lead her to Vader. Right. And so I feel like all of that makes perfect sense. You know, we didn't know all of it at the start, but you know, in hindsight, I think her acting was, was fantastic. And I just wanted to point out, I just found on Wikipedia that, uh, the actor Moses Ingram insisted that Reva use her natural kinky hair rather than a wig. They wanted to put her in a wig, but she wanted to be a character that black kids could dress up for for Halloween. Nice. With their nice. natural hair and without having to do anything, you know. And so I think that's personally, I think that's fucking awesome. But yeah, I, I also I mean, that's a good point that you had with uh, with Vader. Uh, it's it's, you know, he <laughs> As someone who's you know turned to the dark side, she realizes that emotions are a strength and a, a weakness for them. Uh, who who is Darth Vader going to be the the weakest or the most you know emotionally mm-hmm. uh, engaged by Obi Wan Kenobi? Like that could leave him vulnerable to her. Like it or it would lure him out to, to you know to kill him. Like it's a good plan. Also. You know, they've made it pretty clear that that Jedi or, or Sith at least can feel your emotions. And if she absolutely hates Darth Vader and wants to fucking murder him, like, of course, she has this rage bubbling mm-hmm. underneath that she has to, like, keep a lid on and she can't be obvious about because he's not going to hesitate to fucking murder her. Yeah. Even though it seems that he pretty much knew the whole time, which isn't surprising either. Or no. did he just say that? I mean, yeah, like, right. if you were, if you were Vader, wouldn't you? I mean... Yeah, yeah, well, Vader. Vader has this thing of of making aggrandize, self-aggrandizing statements. But I, oh yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, he knew all along. He's just because well, he, didn't he enjoys or I, he gains strength from creating suffering. If if that's yeah. a, um, you know, he certainly does it when he's taunting Obi Wan. Um, and and he, and I think that he enjoys that creation of suffering within Third Sister. She's not a threat to him. He knows he can just mm-hmm. fucking murder murder her anytime he wants. Yeah. But he, I think, gains a certain amount of pleasure if Darth Vader is capable of experiencing pleasure at this point from keeping her around and knowing how much she wants to kill him. Yeah. And, and hasn't been able to do it. Um, yeah. I think about the um, Emperor in, in Return of the Jedi when, you know, he's like saying that he can feel Luke's anger and he seems genuinely to feel pleasure by the concept of, of Luke experiencing anger. Oh, yeah, because he made like it's the whole like you made the you, it's like can, can you make the Buckingham Palace guards laugh, right? He made <laughs> yeah. he made the Jedi feel. Feel ah fuck you. Okay. You're so triggered. I will say, I think I'm pretty sure you both agree with me, but I feel that the star of the show, the show was completely stolen by Vivian Lyra Blair, who played young Leia Organa. Yeah. Uh little baby Leia was fucking awesome. And uh she she did a really cool, really good job of of showing a lot of the 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 spirit 
that uh, I know I've, I, I haven't read the Leia books, but I've heard people talk about them. And like a lot of like the young Leia spirit that mm-hmm. is in those books, the, the running away, the climbing, the do the disobedience more than maybe than running away, the, Willful. the, the, uh, the rejection of the palace formality that she was, you know, having to do a lot. And just um, another cute thing is that uh, when Carrie Fisher was little, she had a pet bird named Lola. And so the fact that they named her little droid Lola, I think, is a really great homage to tiny Carrie Fisher. So that, that kid in this role, there's big uh, Liana Marmont energy mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. She also kind of reminds me of the uh, the sister in the Black Phone. Uh, that same like, how can you pack so much like snotty, not spitefulness, but like willfulness into such a small little kid? She's great. Yeah. 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 I would uh, love to see more uh, young Leia. If you, I, if you I look think, at. Yes. If I, you look at pictures of Carrie Fisher, the same age as this actor, like side by side, you the teeth and everything. They look so much alike. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, she did a really good job. And I, I, I think that in particular, her tenacity came through like and that's like the biggest that is to me when i think of leia organa is tenacity like she she doesn't quit she doesn't you know it's it's very much like uh someone says you can't and she's like hmm you know (laughs) she's gonna go do it anyway right and it was it was really she she didn't ever seem and also it made me wonder you have to wonder if she's had uh you hear about you know children of royalty and you know prominent figures having kidnapping training and i have to wonder if they had any if she'd already had kidnapping training right like like uh because she seemed so self-possessed during i mean during all of it it was just like she's just like oh you guys are in so much trouble you know my father's gonna come and his men are gonna be here and who boy (laughs) yeah i think um uh, i think that that leia in the in episode four to me one of the things that's that's so great about leia is she's basically the only person in the entire movie who could give two shits about darth vader she (laughs) she is not afraid of darth vader you feel like she's like yeah sure you could you could force choke me to death but that doesn't mean that i'm going to be afraid of you for it fuck you you're some space wizard Mm -hmm. and if if you can if you can force choke me whatever i'm just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of my fear yeah Um, yeah that's a really good way to put it especially like you said when we saw how how much pleasure the emperor took in luke's anger and fear you know that 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 she refuses to give yeah Uh, and it's just like in new hope she she goes through the torture and she Mm -hmm. seems you know relatively unfazed considering she'd just been you know tortured um i uh I, I thought uh, it was nice to see Hayden Christensen as yeah. Darth Vader, and this is this is the first time he's been that character since 2005. That's was nuts. the last time he was he played you know Anakin slash Vader. So I guess he he sat down and he watched like the whole Skywalker saga. He watched all of the Clone Wars and Rebels to lead up to lead up to this. That was like what he studied, which is great because. He didn't, he wasn't Anakin in Rebels or Clone mm-hmm, Wars. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this extra Anakin stuff where so much character development happens and so much of his story happens there that 
it's it was it was great to hear him him doing that. I thought all the parts with him with his mask exposed, the yeah. flashbacks they did where they did a pretty good job making they, them both look younger. They did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, were, they did. There were I saw a couple of memes that were like the forty year old Padawan that were kind of funny. But like, <laughs> you know, because like there were there were a few shots where I was like, oh, <laughs> that's you're not twenty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you know who is anymore, right? <laughs> but twenty year olds. I will say. Uh, I, I am curious to oh, I am oh okay I am curious to ask uh, Nick here. Yo. I'm gonna shoot it over to you first. Uh, of the side characters, like the other characters, right? Yeah. There were a lot. We got introduced to a lot of uh, you know fun. I might say probably they're probably one-off characters. I sure. doubt we'll see them again. Uh, among those characters, who did you like the most? So who who, who sticks out in your memory? Not not necessarily my favorite or anything but uh seeing uh sung kang as fifth brother was cool yeah again like i see i like seeing more of the inquisitors and stuff but also now we have two hans in the star wars universe oh yeah because uh, he's he's uh han in fast and the furious franchise um the, the best character in the fast and the furious franchise uh but um i i i'm trying to remember uh her name i thought like the guy who put lars was really good um, oh, yeah, oh, Joel uh, Edgerton as Owen Lars. Yeah, the, the Owen was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Tala, the oh, Imperial yeah. officer who flips, who, like, I, I I thought it was such a waste that she died Yeah, because she yeah. was such a great in, I knew she was going to I knew she was going to die. I was like I was like this is the character that they have to kill and I'm like that's such a goddamn shame. I, f- I feel like it was going to be her or Reba, right? And yeah. so um but I, I thought she was really good. I I thought it was fun to see fucking uh O'Shea Johnson Jr. Ice Cube's Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, yeah. yeah, Jackson Jr. uh Ice Cube's son who still just looks just like him uh in there. <laughs> Those two were were both great. Um, but yeah, Owen Lars, Joel, uh, what'd you say? Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, he, that's who played him in the prequels. Yeah. And was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he reprised his role and so did, I believe so did Bonnie Piesi. Oh. Yeah. So did, so did Bonnie. Uh, I think it's Piesi yeah. or Piesa. Uh, but yeah, they reprised their roles as uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Yeah. Which, uh, they did a great job. I really loved the uh, when it was like, they're here for the boy. And it's like, fucking no, they're not. It's like, get yeah. the guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, like oh, yeah. we knew this was we knew this was going to happen. We've been preparing for yeah. it. There's no way they're ready I for it. There's the... no way they can they can stop them. But they, they don't care. They are going to fucking Take try their goddamn. Go. Yeah. The, the fan speculation and fan theory stuff about uh owen and uh brew after this has, has been really funny and really great people saying like there's that old batman adage you know batman has infinite prep time he can defeat anyone mm-hmm. so people are saying that about uh beru <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give her enough prep time she'll, she'll take, she'll, down she'll take down darth vader himself she can take down vader uh, and then ah. And and people like going over their setup and where they have the weapons hidden and like how big their place looks on the inside and all that. And they're like, nah, they didn't get taken out by stormtroopers. They made it out. Yeah. Like pe- yeah. people are like, they made it out to the desert. They're out there somewhere. Like they didn't fucking bite it. Great. Like those burnt corpses. Nah, those are those are somebody else. <laughs> like, no way. They're too uh, badass. Uh, part of me really wishes that we could now retcon um, Return of Skywalker. So when Ray comes up to uh, to Luke's home on Tatooine, uh, Baru and <laughs> Lars come out and they're like, who the fuck are you? 
much. <laughs> what are you doing on our moisture farm? Uh, Tim, what about you? Is there uh, any side characters that we haven't talked about yet or that we have that you, you particularly found wonderful or that you really, you really enjoyed? Uh, what's the name of the dude who's the, the leader of the, the re- rebellion? Uh, uh, that's O'Shea, uh, Colin Roken. Colin Roken. Uh, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that dude's, that dude's seen some shit. Um, yeah. And he's, he's clearly not beaten by being in a mm. war that he has spent almost all of his life losing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it does, it, it, he will be the last person fighting if, if, Whenever that happens, he you can tell that that he's the guy that's going to be the last person yeah. fighting. Um, he did so a great job, him. and I, I Maya Erskine was also in there as a as a path member too, and she's I really like her too. So the path that, was great. Can I? I mean, wouldn't it be? I love these story arcs, and yet I would love to see like in just an episodic show about the path. Yes. With, yeah. you know, stories about people using the path, you know, Jedi or force sensitives using the path to escape, some of them succeeding, some of them not. Um, yes. How does the path get? You know, that that would be a show that I would watch the shit out of. I t- totally agree. Uh, I would I I I really like that. I, my favorite all was Haja Estri, uh, Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the con man Jedi, the, the pretend Jedi. <laughs> he was great. Uh, who he was, was great. pretending to be a Jedi to take. And, but, and it seemed at first that he was just conning people. And it was, yeah, he is conning people, but he's also getting him out. Like he is also helping them yeah. to, with the path and to get out of, of under the Empire rule. But I thought he did a, a really good job of being like a, he reminded me he had that kind of like, I uh, can't blame a guy for trying. Right. You know, like just very, <laughs> very, you know, uh, but, but he, you know, I like that he, he had a little arc of his own where he's like, you made me see that I got to do more. You know, I got to actually do more to help. I can't just, you know, profit off the people who need help. I have to actually like, I'm in this fight. And I thought that was really great. I also just want to point out uh, they're doing a great job. I'm sure some people think this is terrible. I love it. Every single character who is not a canon character who had to be white because that's how they've always been is not white. If you look through the list of all the other characters, uh, named non-alien. Yeah. Other than flea, I guess, who was, who was a bad guy, <laughs> Yeah, he was one of the kidnappers. but like all the, like all the other characters, they, they are the ones who weren't already in the show, basically or in the movies are black, Asian, uh, Arab mixed. I mean, it's just, it's really nice to see that diversity that they're, they're, they're not just throwing in the occasional token person that they're really committed to putting so many diverse characters in and making them now a part of star Wars, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I found, I, I found that to be, we've seen it in the Mandalorian. We saw it in the book of Boba Fett, but really I saw the most I saw it was, it was in this, like all these new characters. And I don't really, I, I'm looking through this list on Wikipedia, but I don't remember any of them being white, you know, and, or at least not, you know, Caucasian, you know, white American, the, the way, you know, and, it, and it's pretty tone, important yeah. in an Obi-Wan Kenobi story where your central characters are Obi-Wan and Leia. So your central characters are already white. And, and the way Owen that they and managed Baru to and, yeah. and they they filled in everywhere else. 
Yes. With with characters that were performed by people of color and characters given given important arcs. You know, Reva is a really important character in this entire story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, sorry, the, I'm losing the name of the the imperial officer who's who t- is it? T- anyway, I can't remember her name, but she's an important character. Uh, oh yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, what is her name? It's uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to find tea. it. It's Tala. Tala. I see. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. say Tara, and I knew that was wrong. That's a, right. It's close. Yeah. yeah. It's it's take a reg, take a take a name that we know in our world, and then just change a letter. Change a letter. Now you have a yeah. Star Wars. Unless it's yeah. Luke. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, okay. So yeah, they did a good job of filling in those those edges, but giving those characters it was more than tokenism, right? It was it was yeah. it was saying we've got these major characters that are going to be part of this story, and we're going to make them something other than white people. Um, yeah, we've got these. Uh, Tim, you froze, and then you 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 caught up real fast with your. Oh, okay. <laughs> all of a sudden, just so everyone knows, we are recording remotely because, uh, in case you haven't noticed, COVID is surging again horribly with BA point five, and uh, it's reinfecting people constantly. So Yay. we're we're playing it safe, leading up to convergence and recording remotely. So apologies for any weirdness that you're hearing from of that. Yeah, there, there was uh, there was another uh, neat thing uh, just a stupid little easter egg but yeah. you, you, tim you're talking about like doing a the path series or something like that something went wrong we had a little bit of a splice there because we had some technical difficulties and for once we were able to edit the post but Weird. Uh, let's continue. i know sorry everybody uh so if you hear a little jarring weirdness that's why uh, so, you know, Tim, you were talking about how you wish there was a show about the path. Uh, yeah. I thought that was the path was really interesting. Uh, and I thought there was some really cool stuff uh, with the with those characters. Uh, I really yeah, I really enjoyed those. I think that, um, that you know, that there's a, there's some cool stuff for, for there for them to explore. Right. Uh, like uh, they in the graffiti they have, they show uh, Quinlan Voss's name. Oh, no shit. And, yeah, he's a. Uh, Jedi from the the novels, I think, preceding all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Um, famously, kind of a, a Jedi who goes to the dark side and, and comes back, and kind of a, a fan favorite mm-hmm. character. But I think he was in uh, Clone Wars and falls in love with like Asajj Ventress or something like oh, that. Oh, that's so, why I know his name. Um, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah. So I think he's in Destiny, the the game. Yeah. yeah. So there's a a neat tie there. I think that uh, you know we we have we've had. Like the resistance, the rebellion, and then we've had, uh, oh my God, I can't remember Forrest Whitaker's character's name. The the quote terrorist. Uh, uh, yeah, that's gonna bother me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Him. Yes. Um, yes. When I feel like the Quinlan, the Quinlan Voss arc that you just described is a little similar to to Riva, and isn't that one of the names that she looks at when she's uh, looking? Looking at Almost the wall. Certain. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like, yeah no, yeah. that that's yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera. Yeah. Saw Gerrera. I was not just about. I was trying to look it up Guevara, too. Guevara, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saw Gerrera, not but Che Guevara. We, we've got we've got his group of you know like re- rebels as well. Yeah, yeah. I think another group to 
to have to for this sort of media and stuff would kind of make sense. Yeah, it would be really yeah. cool. I, I mean, again, I think we all want to see them explore things outside of the Skywalker saga completely. Oh, yeah. Personally, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like they they were like, this is it. Episode nine, the end of the Skywalker saga. Say goodbye, everybody, because that's it. And then it was like, except for all this other shit, which is definitely tied to that exact time of, you know, like, I just want to, I want to see anything away from this particular era like, you know like i mean like solo was close to that it's yeah yeah I, I just people on the outer rim living their lives people in coruscant living their lives yeah. like i would i would love to just see what is life like for people who don't even know what the words luke skywalker means for, for a big <laughs> that fucking was kind galaxy, of the, you kind that, of see the same yeah yeah that's kind of the cool thing about star wars visions right that it just it, yeah it had no skywalker stuff not that i i mean i love obi-wan kenobi i thought it was great that he got a series i mean i like this oh, series yeah. a lot but it, yeah i want to see him explore other characters yeah so yeah absolutely absolutely it's too bad that visions isn't canon and they've made that very yeah. clear like it's, yeah. it's uh it would be cool if they did something like that and said it is canon because it could be the one of the stories is getting expanded in a in a comic is it the one with the twins it's the ronin one. Oh, okay all right so it's like largely sketchy black and white yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, so, okay. Before we move on to the five answers I have on tap, I just want to, is there anything else that you guys want to say? Anything we didn't, we didn't get to or any final thoughts on the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? Uh, I, I just wanted to say that uh, I thought the final confrontation between Vader and Obi-Wan was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I liked it, you know, Hayden Christensen again, gets a lot of shit, but when, uh, when he, when, Obi-Wan busts the mask and you can see Mm. Vader's face and there is so much pain and so much emotion, you know, and regret. I mean, there's regret in that, in, in that half face that we see. And I thought that was fantastic. I thought it, it gives us a moment where we can feel a little bit sorry for, for Vader and recognize the conflict that is going on within him. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I appreciated that. I I thought that that was a, a good opportunity not to humanize Vader. Vader is a mass murderer. He is terrible, but there is, there's a lot going on there. And, and, and to combine with that, like the, the scene where the emperor is just like, yeah, don't worry about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And of course, you know, the reason he's doing that is because that's just going to, piss Vader off. And that's what the emperor wants. He wants Vader yeah. to be pissed. Needs him to stay angry. Yeah. I, I feel like that scene, really great scene, that line that uh, Darth Vader has when his mask is, is shattered. And he says, uh, I'm not your failure. Obi-Wan, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did the yeah. same way. I'll destroy you. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like as, as kind of evil and dark and, and, you know, Sith as that all sounds, also kind of feel like that was an Anakin doing something kind for his his mentor yeah like it was like it was almost like permission to not feel guilty about this there was like like there was regret in that statement I mean that's that's yeah. what I liked yeah. about that moment I mean it, Christensen knocked it out because I, I, it was it was words that you expect from Vader but it was said in a way that that had nuance that I really appreciated. I would even argue that it, it was boastful. I mean, it was like, it was like, so there, master, 
I did this. You didn't make Darth Vader. You didn't, you don't get to say you created Darth Vader. I did. I chose this. I did this. Yeah. And it's very like, it's, there's, there's a little bit of, I mean, I'm sure there's, it's, it's a multi-layered conversation, but very much that, like that last, like who's the most powerful force user in the galaxy. It's me. And I chose this, you know, and it's very much shades of what Kylo Ren then says, when he's <clears throat> when he's talking to his father and saying, you know, Ben Solo is dead, you know, and and being very clear that, you know, he is Kylo Ren, that he is he killed Ben Solo. He did that, you know, and 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 it's so I really enjoy I know a lot of people hate that. Oh, it's just a rip off. But I really like the cycles and the echoes that that happen throughout uh, the Star Wars movies in that way, that time is a flat circle you know, it's like uh, poetry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, that, that that was something I was gonna. That was really my last my yeah. last moment too. Was just talking I, about that final those final moments. I, I think the the one thing I want to say is, uh, you know, like as we've discussed, I, I really like the show. It has a lot of good parts. It fits in really well. It expands on a lot of neat little stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally, it was pitched as a a, a limited series. But then they started calling it season one and doing yeah. other things that imply a second season. Yeah. And and quite frankly, like Molly, you were saying you're glad it was only six episodes. I don't want more Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I don't either. I really hope that they spend their their efforts somewhere else yeah. in the Star Wars uh galaxy because we don't need another season of Obi-Wan. There's an Obi-Wan yeah. comic that takes place for some of this same time period. And and this was good. Let's not keep going until we hit bad i agree i mean i I, agree i get it but counterpoint ian mcgregor is fucking great as obi-wan kenobi and he was he got three shitty movies and finally got a good series and so i totally get your point but i'm down for more ian mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi he he can play obi-wan in other things yeah 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 Yeah. he sure can yeah uh, all right, so let's get on to five questions, yeah. a- aka five answers. We have five answers from Kelvin Hatley. Hey, oh, Kelvin, yeah. we know him. He's been on the show. Sure. Yeah. He is a friend of the show. So uh, let's just get to these, and uh, let's start with Nick with question one. Question one: uh, What is a game you've played recently you really enjoyed? It's been around a few years, but the video game Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor is kind of like Batman: Arkham City, only you're a Gondorian ranger possessed by the spirit of a dead elf, and you run around killing orcs. I must confess, I haven't played a tabletop game in quite a while, which is interesting because he goes to Megacon. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not playing tabletop games to Megacon, I guess. All right. It's All right. it's kind of uh it's kind of Assassin's Creedy. All right. I, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I've got heard, a good like, I've a, heard it's great. A neat, like procedurally yeah. generated nemesis system. People That's, that work talk about it in, yeah. in, a lot, the the Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Yeah. Question number two. What is the science factor discovery do you th- that you think is really fucking cool? The genes that make squid eyes also make your legs. <laughs> and then he included a link. But yeah, the genes that make squid eyes also make your legs. That's, Our legs? That's pretty Our cool. legs. Neat. At yeah. the same time or like different. I, I never mind. Uh, well, it, genes can be expressed in different in different ways. Yeah, I know. It shows how complex vision arose in invertebrates. Oh. And uh, the the link goes on to describe. Let me just open it up here. It is a. Uh, <clears throat> It is uh, talking about how uh, the it's a very different part, spot on the tree of life, but evolutionary developmental biologists have now discovered that the genes that guide the initial formation of legs in us and other vertebrates also guide the formation of the squid's lens, 
in their eyes. Uh, huh. Interesting. So, yeah, very Gene, cool. There's more on there. Awesome. There's a whole link. If you go to science.org and search for squid eyes, I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question three: Where do you where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Since we know it's not religion. I don't know. Mom, dad, and friends. Observation. Just noticing when I was a little kid, which things I did made people mad or sad or glad and which things others did that had the same effect on me. It wasn't that hard to put together. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Reasonable human being empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All it's right. right there. Question number four. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone? No, that's not four. That's five. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Basic home and or auto maintenance. Mm. Like, oh, the sink is backed up. The plaster is falling off the ceiling. There's a weird rattle coming under the car. Better call the robot. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of a little robot just like quietly mending Kelvin's house. Just like just behind him. Just like just doing little little repairs. That'd be pretty great. Doing the thing. Yeah. And question five. uh, What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Maybe it's a weird choice for an atheist, but the first thing that comes to mind is The Good Place. Mm-hmm. It's rare that a TV show is that humanist. And yeah, I think we absolutely would uh, would uh, agree that that is, uh, that is definitely something everyone should watch. We did an episode uh-huh. about it even. Yeah, uh, just I just rewatched it about, I don't know, a month ago. So good. Yeah, it's, it's, so I turn it on good. sometimes just as a comfort show. You can just turn uh-huh. it on random, like Arrested Development. Uh, Kelvin has a podcast called Get Off My World. It is a Doctor Who podcast. If you're interested in checking that out, I'm going to plug him since he would never plug himself. He wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> That's just the way Kelvin humble. is. We'll get a few drinks in him. Yeah, uh, right. Anyway, thanks so much for your answers, Kelvin. We really appreciate it. If you want to answer our five questions, you can send your answers to five questions at geeksofgod.com. Number five or the word five or just that tech savvy. Yeah, that's right. Well, Nick uh, is, you can also anyway. support us on Patreon at geeksofgod.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Rate our podcast. Basically, just show us how much you care. We just like even knowing someone's listening. We don't even necessarily need your money, to be honest. I just like knowing that you like the show. It's great hearing from people who are watching up, listening to episodes, especially because we record them pretty far ahead of time. And sometimes I'll get a text from someone that's like, the show was great today. And I'm like, which part was the show today? (laughs) What were we talking about? (laughs) Anyway, uh, if uh, Convergence is really soon from when this goes up. So maybe we'll see you at Convergence 2022 at the Hyatt Regency downtown. It is our 10th anniversary. That's right, everyone. We've been doing this show for 10 years Every week, wow. haven't missed it. Only a few times with technical issues. So you know what? You're fucking welcome. Thank <laughs> you, and good night. Good night, everybody. Tuesday. You know when Anakin Skywalker shows up in Force Ghost Land, Qui-Gon Jinn's going to be really disappointed in him. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks. Geeks Without God. Need more Geeks Without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I gotta fuck with all my stuff.